www.wtbw.com. The White Sox making it official today, promoting Chris Getz to senior VP and GM. He spent the last seven years with the organization. Chiefs GM Brett Veach says he's been in communication with Chris Jones, and he's hopeful the two sides will reach an agreement to end his holdout. Oddsmakers have picked Georgia as the clear preseason favorite to win the college football championship. It's the first time in eight years it's been a team other than Alabama or Clemson. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Seems like yesterday. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Exile Brewing Conversation coming up in just a moment. Uh, then we will talk to David Eicholt on the Hawkeyes. Uh, Adam Teicher covers the Chiefs uh, for ESPN. We'll get a few minutes with him before we give for you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Well, uh, let's get to uh, Nick Servine, I believe is how I s- you say your last name, Nick. I apologize in advance if I got it wrong. You know, Trent, my name is Ken Miller. Thank you for coming on and uh, and sharing your story, quite frankly. it's um, It's been uh, remarkable to see the popularity uh, and the acceptance, quite frankly, of Hawkeye fans through uh, throughout the state of Iowa. Nick, did you enter Anticipate right from the get-go, first of all, welcome, uh, that it would uh, just take off seemingly the way that it has. Hi, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I anticipated it would take off the way that it has. Uh, I don't think anybody could have anticipated this type of market response from all the Hawkeye fans out there. I mean, sales have just been through the roof. Every time that we think that we're uh, going to get a handle on it or be able to predict it a little bit better, uh, it continues to excel and outperform even our expectations that being said uh, you know we got into this partnership for a reason um you know we knew we knew it was going to be a big deal we knew it was going to be a big brand we knew that we had something special with this with this asset and uh you know and a lot of us are hawkeye alumni so we wanted to do it as well you know i did undergrad and graduate school at the university of iowa i had a marketing is an Iowa alumni. She's from Iowa City. Uh, you know, my sales manager over on that side of the state is also an Iowa alumni. Our entire company is dotted uh, with, you know, with Iowa alumni and Hawkeye fans. And so, uh, you know, the anticipation, um, I mean, it, it really continues to surprise surprise us. But we, we, we certainly knew it was going to be a big deal. It has proven to be just that. And, of course, he had the launch right at the end of June. That's when we start to see it start to filter its way out to the shelves, and he could get it over there at Exile. Big month of July as we come to the end of August. How was August? Did we see a little bit of a step back after that initial surge, or has it been full sp- full speed forward and, and continuing as we get ready for tailgate season starting on Saturday? <laughs> Absolutely not a step back. We continue to surge forward. Uh, August was uh, the biggest month yet, and we're not even to football season yet. And so, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are getting ready um, to announce the next round of the donation announcement, and, and you know that'll come uh, tomorrow. And I think that everyone's going to be pretty surprised as to what that what that looks like. But yeah, sales have been great. You know, uh, retailers. Have have responded really well and have you know have given it uh, the floor space it deserves. You know, at our distributors, it gets the mind share that it deserves. I mean, 
everybody uh, everybody across the state is really rallying around this product, um, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, the, you know, the mission is real and the sales are real. It looks great. It tastes good. Uh, and it's just, you know, August is a, uh, August has been the biggest month yet. It's been, it's been awesome. Did you have a presence at the fair? I think you did, right? Were you in the butt tent? Yeah. So yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty well distributed yeah. throughout the fair with all of our exile products. But yeah, we had, a. We had three three different accounts out there. Wow! Um, pick up pick up swarm. Yep. Good stuff. So I had I uh, somebody texted me from the uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. Washington area. So this is kind of a two part question. Uh, what does it take to distribute outside the borders of Iowa, and can you guys do that? <laughs> and then his question was, in perhaps in conjunction with iClubs. Uh, that are mm-hmm. that are I guess um, throughout the throughout the country in various cities might that be beneficial to uh, getting swarm beer into other parts of the country that you know obviously that Hawkeye alumni would love to be able to uh, partake. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's a it's a pretty complicated question, but I'm going to make it as simple as possible. Um, distributing, so we're we're in Nebraska and we're in Illinois. Uh, and that and the product is being distributed to both those markets as well. So you can find it in Omaha, you can find it in the western suburbs of Chicago, you can find it on the east side of the Quad Cities. Uh, so we're in two other states, um, but it's not that simple, right? So every single state, uh, every single state has its own set of um, of independent liquor laws. Uh, each each state has its own set of um, you know of obstacles, um, you know, or hoops that you have to jump through in terms of what types of permits you have to hold, whether they're liquor permits or whether they're business permits. Uh, you know, and so the the idea of distributing outside of the state of Iowa um, is, is, is great on the surface, and I wish we could just start sending it right away. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there are a lot of laws regulating the alcohol, the alcohol industry, uh, and so it's not as simple as just just saying, hey, we want to send this to this, you know, to you know, to Arizona. We want to send this to Florida. We want to send this to you know, Colorado. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it, um, and it's uh, it's one of those things where we really want to focus right now, focus right now, on the state of Iowa and making sure Hawkeye fans in the state of Iowa have this product, have it available, see it stacked up, you know, and that we're taking care of our home market first and foremost. And then, um, you know, once we get to the football season, begin to explore the options outside the state and kind of try to assess the feasibility based on, um, you know, based on the on the laws in each individual state. Gotcha. Nick, I, when I tried it for the first time, when you guys had the launch there at Exile, you hear, all right, yes. it's going to be a gold nail. I'm I'm not picky. I just eh, I like very boring domestics, and I was a little bit concerned. But it was so interesting hearing the process. I figured, well, brewing this has got to be the easiest one to make, right? You just make an ale. This is simple. Not the case. Coming together, finding something that you guys could make at Exile, something that people be able to have a few at a tailgate. Not as easy as maybe an outsider like me uh, really understood going in. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um... So when it comes to you know when it comes to making when it comes to making light beer, um, you know it's it's actually a little bit more challenging because you know you have to be perfect in your brewing process, you know you have to be perfect in your fermentation process, your packaging process, you know the type of work that your laboratory is doing, the production team is doing, um, you know there, there's a lot more challenges that go into a beer that's that 
well balanced and that's that kind of I would say muted in flavor versus traditional craft. You know, when you think of things like hazy IPAs, you know, uh, it is the case that you can, uh, you know, cover up maybe some flaws in the brewing process um, or, you know, like under attenuate your beer and the, the amount of hops that are in that, in those products um, can actually, you know, mask some of those underlying issues. Um, you know, and we've had, uh, you know, the number one selling lager in the state of Iowa for a long time now with Ruthie, um, you know, and uh, th- th- there's a reason why, you know, w- within the state of Iowa, we're the only company that has, uh, you know, a, a lager or a light beer as their flagship. And that's because we put a lot of time, care and attention into developing those light beers. And, you know, and we have a fully built out laboratory um, that's fully staffed and we, we, we really cared about that balance. Right. Um, and so what we learned from Ruthie over the years um, and watching that grow into a top selling brand is exactly how to, exactly how to do it. Right. Um, and so light beer is certainly more challenging to make. Certainly more challenging to make. Yeah. Uh, Nick, we'll get you out of here on this. Re- refresh our memories. How big was the check in July and the, uh, the August check will be uh, made public tomorrow, but what's the number to beat? What should we be looking for? Uh, uh, Six. Oh, yeah. Say I, I missed it. What was it? Fifty-five thousand. Okay. Well, we will. Um, we'll see. August was your biggest month. That tells me it's going to go north of that. So um, we'll we'll find out tomorrow. Congratulations. September will be even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, it will be <laughs> indeed with Kinnick Stadium uh, in full swing. Uh, good stuff. You got a tiger by the tail, Nick. Uh, happy for your success. Don't take Ruthie off the shelves. It's a staple at the Miller House. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> appreciate you coming on, Nick. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thank you so much. Good to Bye. talk to you. Uh, Nick Servine from the uh, uh, good folks over at Exile. And, you, yes, Cyclone fans, we'll get Westo on here at some point and find out uh, um, how the sausage is made there, if you will, yes. in this case, beer. But you get my point. Uh, good for them. Yes, absolutely. Good for them. I wonder how, you know, I should have asked them. How long did the, uh, maybe you told me not mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> what did, who's, who, was for, who approached who and how long before the uh, relationship came together? You know, was it right off the bat? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Sounds like it. I mean, Excel, as he said, uh, the staff over there is dotted with uh, Hawkeye alum. Um, and a great idea. A perfect idea. And one that um, uh, one that's clearly been embraced. Profitable for the Everybody. Swarm Collective. No question about it. No, And that's the era that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. you got to pay the players, uh, the football, the men's and women's basketball, and this is a great way to uh, to uh, go towards that. All right, David Eicholt is with us, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports. Uh, David, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Well, as the week has gone on, it certainly seems... Uh, that McNamara is trending in the right direction. Kind of, um, I don't know, cloudy or early in the week. Wasn't quite sure how to interpret what was being said. But boy, uh, listening to Ference last night on the uh, on the call-in show, and I did, and I just was uh, picking it up secondhand. Uh, it sure seems uh, that Cade McNamara is going to be on the field at eleven o'clock on Saturday morning. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. And yeah, you know, I've been a little bit more vocal in the camp that Cade has been expecting to play, and I've been expecting him to play. But, you know, it's been an interesting situation. 
uh, throughout the entire last couple of weeks. Obviously, the quad strain, I think, was a little bit more severe than most people had originally thought. I think once I saw him on the field on Saturday in that cryptic picture, Iowa football knew exactly what they were doing, right? And then on Tuesday when Kirk announced that he was medically cleared, that to me showed me that he was going to play. And I think it's very important. And a couple other things have really kind of convinced me that this has been the staff's plan all along. They've been expecting him to play, uh, I think, since last Saturday. But the medical clearance was a big thing. Number one, he was elected a team captain. I cannot remember a, a team captain that has not been on the field for Iowa uh, that has been injured or is not going to play. So I think that was a step, obviously, in the right direction. And think about the last time McNamara has played meaningful snaps. I mean, I don't include any of last season uh, in the limited action he got. It's been since 2021 in the college football playoff. And I don't think the staff wants to, wants to throw him in at Ames against, I think, a really good Iowa State defense. And to have that be his first experience as Iowa's quarterback. But I do think that they are going to be a little bit more hesitant and not unleash the full game plan with McNamara. Makes a whole lot of sense to rely on that ground game and certainly rely on what you hope is a rebuilt offensive line. The two deeps comes out. We see both transfer wide receivers listed as second on the depth chart there. And both transfer offensive linemen with Rusty Feth and Dejan Parker also in the second team. Feth, I think we anticipate he's going to be part of the rotation what about Dejon Parker? What do we know about him working his way back from the surgery he had back in spring? You know, I think that's the biggest mystery to me on this offensive line because they were ecstatic when they were able to flip him from Virginia. And that's a guy that looks like a true offensive tackle prospect, but he missed a lot of spring. Uh, I think almost all of it outside of one practice has missed some in fall camp. I think that's going to be a guy where I don't know how many snaps he'll get in week one. But I do see him, if, if there's struggles at right tackle, he could be a guy if he trends in the right direction and can step up to the caliber of Big Ten play. I think we will see him, but he's probably my biggest question mark on this offensive line. Hmm, interesting. Well, we'll see. What else? So what else do you want to uh, – will you be keeping an eye on uh, against Utah State? Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive line is a whole, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you think about this. There's, there's no excuse for this offensive line not to dominate – Utah State, they returned one defensive lineman. This is a mature group. This is an experienced group. And I'm going to keep a close eye on Logan Jones. I mean, I've been on the record all offseason saying I think he's in for a big-time breakout year. I think he's one of the most important players on this Iowa team. I think the Caleb Johnson aspect, you know, if he's going to have the caliber season that he wants to have and fans are expecting, the offensive line has to be stable. And then I may keep another close eye on Nick Jackson. I got a chance to talk with him on Tuesday. Incredibly impressive dude. I believe he has a degree in commerce and he specialized in IT, and that's not a bad academic school in the University of Virginia. Uh, but I, I think just the way he can emerge in this linebacking room, I would say linebacker is probably the weak point to this point of this defense just because of how much they lost. I think Jay Higgins can step up. But I really, really want to see Nick Jackson and kind of how he fits in with Phil Parker's defense. So we heard it speculated about two more players that were still waiting on suspension. Kirk Ferentz says right now he doesn't believe that they're going to appeal the suspension. But we don't officially know who is it, who it is. Do you think we'll find out at 9 o'clock with that participation report? Or is it something we're going to have to wait until 11 o'clock or even as they're going through warm-ups and you guys got your binoculars up there in the press box to find out who these two players that are suspended are going to be? Yeah, I think that's the big question mark because when we asked Kirk about it on Tuesday, 
I think you could tell he didn't really want to disclose them on that two-hour report that they're going to have to do from now on. But I have a tough time seeing him not being able to do that. Like, right. he, I think we are going to see it. I mean, you think about it's obviously gambling purposes is a big part of it. And, yes, it's Utah State. Yes, Iowa still favored by, I believe, the live lines at 23.5 to 24 right now. Uh, and especially if it's the positions that people are speculating on that defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he'll have to disclose it two hours before, especially, again, because we assume that they're suspended, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to have to disclose them. Do you think it would have been prudent for him to get in front of Because it's going to come up after the game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of the interesting part about this entire thing. But maybe Kirk's also thinking like, you know what, assuming Iowa goes out there, takes care of business, there really aren't going to be a lot of questions about the, the players that are suspended, maybe outside one or two about, okay, how long are they officially suspended for? Mm-hmm. When did you find out? But the primary focus is going to be on after the game. So maybe Kirk just didn't want the Tuesday press conference to be about that. I think he would much rather have preferred the 20 questions about Kane McNamara's availability. <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh, what what a time, right? And here we go. Kickoff is here in Iowa State. It's we wait and wait and wait. How ready are you for this, Eichelt? Dude, I got my triple shot espresso on deck. My alarm is set for five fifty AM. I am beyond ready. I'm so tired of projecting. I'm so tired of speculating. It's time for us to actually have substance. To talk about. I cannot wait for Minnesota and Nebraska tonight. Yep. The real question is, if the game was at Memorial Stadium for the football game, that last night, I think they need to show Nebraska fans, that's what a sellout crowd looks like. <laughs> Not this false football sellout streak that they have. That was a true sellout last night, and that was quite the spectacle. But I'm with you guys. I'm beyond ready for it. We need football back. Indeed. We will talk to you in the weeks ahead, David Eichelt. Anything coming up at Hawkeye Insider that you'd like to promote before we let you go? Yeah, 50% off right now for the next couple of days. Season special. Uh, I think Sean does a killer job on the recruiting trail. We've been really, really grinding over the past couple of weeks. We're going to be throwing up a lot more podcasts. I'm still continuing my countdown. And I've basically been doing day-by-day updates on Cade McNamara and his, <laughs> his status about all of this. But what a time. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. And let's have a fun year. Indeed. Thank you, David. We'll talk to you in the week's head. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take yeah, care. Good to talk to you. David Eicholt as we check in on the Hawkeyes. All right, 1225. We've done a lot of college football. We will continue our look around the uh, regional NFL teams. Mitch Holtis will be back with us next week. Uh, when do we get, Mitch? Wednesday, 1150? You're asking me things that are muddled in the head right yeah, now. Yeah, you got a lot going on. we got a lot. We have... Well, we get them Wednesday. We know that. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's 11.50, but uh, stand by for that, that next sounds week. About we right. do have Adam Teicher, who covers the squad for ESPN. We'll pick Teicher's brain. We've got Claxon's barbecue giveaway uh, to give it to do before we get out of here, just before one. And don't forget, you still have a chance oh, to win those Iowa-Utah yes, State you. tickets over on the X account, the Twitter account, at Miller and Condon. That's where you can find that. Total yards tonight, Minnesota-Nebraska. Closest without going over, you have to use the hashtag Fuller Dental to be eligible. Right, and uh, whoever claims that number first, say it's 511, and two people took 511, and that's the winning number. Whoever took 511 first, they will win the tickets. So scroll through, find the number. If the number that you've taken is, or that you think is, is uh, already been taken, go over it, go under it. 
but you can't use the same one. Miller and Condon back with Teicher next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Get your podcast. Family owned since 1970. Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker'sTrueValue.com. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online to 7. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk some NFL football. Put the college football on the back burner for the time being. Adam Teicher has covered the Kansas City Chiefs literally for decades. Uh, ESPN.com is where you can read Adam, and he joins us, gives us a few minutes here. Uh, Adam Trenton, Ken, one week from tonight, the curtain goes up on the 2023 season. First of all, welcome back to KXNO, and thank you for uh, joining us here this morning. Uh, Chris Jones uh, still continues to hold uh, hold out. Are they getting closer? Closer, Adam? Um, it's only been three decades, by the way, so don't make it sound <laughs> like it's been a real long time. Right. Okay? Uh, let, let's, not, let's not exaggerate here. But, yeah, um, you know, it doesn't look like it. Um, you know, the, this thing has been really quiet and close to the vest uh, since it started. But, you know, I, I feel like um, you know, both sides have been sort of entrenched in their positions here. And, um, you know, when Chris Jones starts talking about, holding out until week eight and how he can afford to do that despite missing eight game checks and all that, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it tends to get your attention a little bit, you know, you tend to take it a lot more seriously than maybe you did before. So, uh, you know, it makes no sense for the chiefs to give him the money he wants now when they wouldn't give it to him a month and a half ago. I mean, you know, if you're going to do it, do it then when you get, you, you, you're, you get a full training camp out of Chris Jones, when, you know, there's been a lot of studies out there that show guys who miss most or all a training camp get hurt at a higher rate than guys who are there for all a training camp. So uh, um, you, you want Chris Jones around if you're going to give him that money. It just makes no sense to do it now. So uh, somebody's going to have to blink here. And uh, um, I, I'm not underestimating Chris Jones's resolve here because uh, to, to even the money he's uh, missed so far, it's you know a couple million dollars in fines. Now it's going to start to get really serious. Um, uh, you know, does he uh, does he change his mind or or no? I, I but um, it's uh, it's interesting for sure. Chris Jones is a good player, really good player. But boy, the difference when he's in the lineup compared to not. I saw some numbers. I think it was a week ago. I was surprised just how significant, how different this Chiefs defense is when he's in there. His impact. I don't think his numbers, his stats, just to stack up exactly with the importance of what he means to this team. 
No, I agree. I completely agree. And, uh, you know, there's no arguing. The Chiefs wouldn't even argue that they're a better team with him on the field. But, um, you know, they... They have, they've had a price with all their guys. They had one with Tyreek Hill last year yep. and decided they weren't going to meet it, and they traded him, and they had it with Orlando Brown, and they uh, made him the franchise player last year, and then they traded, or let him go to free agency this year. They had it with Tyron Matthew and let him walk in free agency. So, you know, the Chiefs have been – they've towed the line with a number of guys. Now, they didn't with Kelsey – and they didn't with Mahomes. But keep in mind, with those two guys, those took those guys took really deals that what you really call team friendly deals. Mm-hmm. So Chris Jones is not looking for that or won't take that. So uh, um, yeah, it, it has been a different thing for sure this time around. What's uh, what's the biggest area of concern on this football team? Would you obviously the offensive line's been totally rebuilt since the Super Bowl loss a couple of years ago? It looks like it's uh, uh, reaching nearly elite status in a lot of people's mind. What's the concern, Adam? Um, you cut out for a little bit there, uh, Ken. So I, I didn't. Yeah, uh, um, I didn't hear the whole question. So, what would be the biggest area of concern, unit-wise? Um, obviously, it's no longer the offensive line; they're bordering borderline elite for crying out loud. What is it? Receiver? Well, I, uh, no, I know I, I, I like where they are at receiver, um, but I, I think if you're talking about weakness, you have to look at that off uh, defensive line. Okay. Um, you know, without Chris Jones. And remember, they signed their what their big defensive free agent addition this year was Charles Omenihue. Um right. and they were really counting on him to be a partner with Chris Jones in the pass rush. Well, he's been suspended six games, so the Chiefs are really short on the defensive line. And you know, they had to go out and make they felt compelled to go out and make that trade with the Raiders uh, yesterday for Neil Farrell. So um, you know, it's one of those deals where the Chiefs are. Um, absolutely concerned about what they got on the defensive line, and uh, it might be a mix-and-match thing. You know, Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, said something interesting last week. He was talking about the defense and where they are without Chris Jones, and he said, listen, it might be four or five games until we know what we're dealing with here, what, you know, what, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, what we can do well, what we can't do well, what we can do with this player and that player, what we can't do with this player and that, way, that player. To me, that was a warning that this might be a little ugly from the Chiefs mm. on defense, at least, to start the season. You know, they got some injuries at, at corner. Um, they got a good young corner named Nazi Johnson who got hurt in training camp. He's out for the year. Legereus Sneed, their, their only real veteran corner is, um, um, you know, he's had a knee. He missed most of training camp. The Chiefs are fairly confident that he's going to be ready to play against Detroit next week, but we'll see. I mean, uh, it doesn't always work that way. So uh, um, I, I definitely say it's on the defensive side of the ball, and, and in particular at corner and, and mostly at defensive line. Got a receiver room without that star, but you got pieces from a veteran like Valdez Scantling. You get intrigued with a guy like Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and of course, the story of Justin Ross working his way back from what that guy was at Clemson. Ultimately, who's the leading receiver on this team, both in terms of receptions and yards? Taking Kelsey out of the mix, he doesn't count. We're talking wide receivers <laughs> here. Prediction time. Who do you like most out of this wide receiver group? Yeah, I'll go with... Um... Uh, in terms of number of catches, I'll go with Sky Moore. Um, I, I think he'll end up catching the most balls uh, of any wide receiver they have. Um, so I'll take him um, just basing on what I saw at training camp. He was getting the ball quite a bit. Um, 
In terms of yards, wow, more difficult. Um, I, I'm going to say Maldes um, Scantling just because, you know, he's the, their big play guy. He's their real downfield, uh, um, you know, he's their, their guy who does that. It, it, you know, Tony can do that, certainly. Richie James can do that as well. So they got some guys who can play that game, but uh, – Valdez is the one that's going to be in the lineup all the time. You know you can count on him. So if we're talking about yards, I'll go with Valdez Scantling. Adam Teicher from ESPN.com is our guest. Adam, uh, the AFC, uh, there's, you can make, legitimately make a case, I think, for four or five, maybe as many as six, uh, six teams. It is going to be so difficult, yet the team that everybody's going to get up for every single week is, is the Chiefs, as long as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to uh, be there, that uh, they're going to wear the target on their back. Has the conference do you think caught up with the Chiefs? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, th- there's some good teams, though. I mean, th- this is as deep uh, of a conference on either side of the the thing that I can remember. I mean, there's. I mean, you could say if you you had told me that any of six or eight teams, maybe maybe as many as eight um, from the AFC are going to the Super Bowl, I'd say you know what, I I can see a realistic scenario where this happens. Uh, you know, and that's not always the case. Usually it's, what, four or five, and occasionally somebody slips in that you don't expect, but it doesn't happen often. So uh, this is a deep group, and, and you know, the Chiefs going to be have to be as on point as ever. Um, um, you know, it, it's we talked about, um, you know, them maybe getting off to a slow start, at least defensively. Well, you know, the Lions uh, rang up some points last year. Jacksonville's got a, a an offense that can score points on you. That's week two. Um, they got the Bears. I'm not sure about them right now. But then um, they got the uh, Aaron Rodgers in week four. So, I mean, it, it's kind of piling up. Kirk Cousins after that. So, it, it's kind of piling up on the Chiefs. And um, um, I'm just wondering, you know, they, they've been so good under Andy Reid at getting off to quick starts. There's been a lot of... Uh, you know, 4-0 and 5-0 and starts. There was a one year with the 9-0 and start. It's hard to see that this year. It really is just because of uh, where they are and who they're playing against. It's just a tough, uh, a tough deal for sure. When you look at the division, moving away from the AFC and the depth there, is the Chargers the only team to be concerned about, or do you believe we're going to see some kind of bounce back this year from the Broncos with Peyton there? Yeah, I, I believe in a bounce back from the Broncos. I don't know if a bounce back means – being contention, real, real contention for the AFC West championship, but they're not a five and twelve team or a, a six and eleven. They're not. They're not that. I think with some some better guidance this year that they'll get from Sean Payton, and I, I feel like Russell Wilson will play better. So um, I'm expecting more out of the Broncos around a five hundred season at least. I think anything below you know seven and ten is is a real disappointment from that team because I, I think there's there is some talent over there. They're not as deep as some of the other teams in the league with talent, but uh, the Broncos can play. Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. Adam, uh, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it as always. We will uh, hopefully get you another time uh, during the season. I know your schedule is awful busy, but we appreciate you finding time for us, Adam. Thanks for doing this. Hey, it was fun. Anytime, guys. Thank you very much. Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. Third decade now covering those Kansas City Chiefs, formerly for a long time with the Kansas City Star, uh, now at ESPN.com. Does a nice job over there, Trent. Mm-hmm. He does. One of my one of my favorite people to have on. Just always a, a great outlook. 
has filled us in with a lot of great information. Easy guy to root for in the business. Yep, absolutely. Is. Something about those Kansas City guys, right? Him and Blair Kirkhoff. Yeah, Kirkhoff's a gem. Yes, absolutely. And we'll, we'll get him on here sometime in September. We'll talk some Big 12 and mm-hmm. whatever else is happening in Kansas City. Yeah, he there. covers Missouri a lot, too, for, for, for the paper. Don't they play tonight? Does Missouri play tonight? Am I dreaming? Or is it tomorrow night? I don't know. Maybe I'm sure. I might be dreaming. Is I, it against an FCS team? Maybe I that's don't why even I don't recall. That's not a very. It's not the uh, sexiest. I don't. I, anyways, it's Missouri. Who cares? Oh, right? they play South Dakota. Okay. Yeah, and it is tonight. Is it? What in God's name is going on? If, with I, I'm baffled. Gambling world. Why did we not have lines even for tonight's FBS versus yeah, FCS games? You'd think, right? For tonight's games, mm-hmm. well, I was hopeful that we would get the U and I Iowa State. I know. Well, you're about to set it because it's part of Claxons, and I have no idea where to go. Normally, yes, they come out on maybe Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, mm-hmm. Friday, during the season. Is it because but, it's week one? I think so. I th- also think because there's been a few seasons where those at least week one mm-hmm. FBS versus FCS games, they come out a little bit earlier. You know, By Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday we get them. Not the case here and anywhere. I've been looking offshore. I've been looking at faraway places. <laughs> yeah. Give me something here. Give some kind of baseline so I can start capping because I got some capping to do for Iowa State, you and I, and there is nothing out there. What number are we what what point spread are we going to assign to this? Over a touchdown. Less than two. Seven and a half? Nine and a half? I would say nine and a half. All right, that's what we're gonna put it at for Claxons. Uh, so Iowa State minus nine and a half versus you and I. I think that's fair. It's very frustrating, though, for just because and the importance of this game in our state. I just I want to see what they have. Well, Jeff Benson, who's in charge of the uh, of the books over at, at Circa, he was asked that question this morning on Twitter, and he said hopefully later on that they're going to be able to put later on today uh, that they'll put up some numbers. I asked Jeff earlier in the week, and he said, "Yeah." Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be, and that's the case. I'm looking offshore now. One of the places that normally is the first to post offshore, nothing. Five dimes, that was a long time. That was kind of a, what would you call it? Staple. Yeah, of the offshore yeah. books. Nothing right now for that. Nothing for the game. That's the thing that's baffling tonight. Nothing tonight. We don't have numbers out for, like mentioned, South Dakota, Missouri. Mm-hmm. We don't have lines out for Southern Utah, Arizona State. Those normally are out there. Not the case. I transfer portal, trying to figure out rosters, still numbers. I there's something that's just odd about this, and nobody's put it out there yet. Not one random offshore. I'll, I'll defer to you when it comes to that. <laughs> All right, we're going to unbusy the phone lines. Yes, it's Thursday. What are you guys doing, Claxons today? Well, this is uh, now where the Claxons barbecue giveaway resides. It's Thursday on the Miller and Condon show during football season. The first four callers, if you'd like to participate, now is your chance. 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. Claxons barbecue uh, giveaway. Uh, since we're in the process of uh, promoting giveaways again go to the miller and condon x feed twitter account uh, you can enter the win ch- tickets to saturday's iowa game versus utah state total yards both teams tonight's big 10 game minnesota and nebraska's closest without going over whoever gets that number first that's their number meaning if you'd like 511 yards and somebody's already got it and you didn't notice it, it ends at 5 and 11 or 511 whoever gets the number first gets the tickets if you're getting a ring that means you're in claxon's next Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 on 106.3 KXNO. The biggest pro football contest in Vegas.
Circus are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere. Two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million. Make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts. Or join Circus Survivor, where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kempker's True Value. Ah. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. Dang, man, I'm freezing. We need some heat in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Central Iowa's commercial cleaning equipment experts. Featuring Mighty M pressure washers, factory cat floor scrubbers, and Energy Logic waste oil furnaces. All the equipment that you'll need to keep your equipment clean and your shop nice and warm. Stop by the showroom at 6 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M commercial cleaning equipment. Online He's at selectquote.com slash commercials. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at wolfroofing.net. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's. In Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, where Andy and his team have been serving up the barbecue for over a quarter of a century. Yes, over 25 years in the restaurant business in Altoona. Uh, online, klaxonbbq.com, klaxon, C-L-A-X-O-N-B-B-Q.com. Randy, Casey, Tim, and Bob, the tiebreaker for all of you is uh, LSU Florida State Sunday night total points. Closest without going over, so we'll give you all a chance to uh, uh, chew on that one while you wait online. Randy's going to jump on right away. Hello, Randy. How are you? I'm great. Randy, uh, Minnesota, the Gophers tonight are a seven and a half point favorite over the Huskers. I'm going to take Nebraska. Iowa gives 23 and a half to Utah State. Iowa? Iowa State is a nine and a half point favorite over you and I at the Condon Casino. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Cyclone. All right. Utah, five-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over Florida? Um, I'm going to go with, where's that? Is that at Florida? Uh, it's at Utah. I'll take Utah. All right. Uh, the tiebreakers, total points. This is closest without going over. Uh, LSU and Florida State will score how many points on Sunday night? Well, I'm going to take a guess at 52. 52. Randy, enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Casey is with Miller and Condon. Hello, Casey. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Uh, Gophers, seven and a half over the Huskers. Uh, give me the Gophers. Iowa, 23 and a half over Utah State. 
take the Hawkeyes. Iowa State, nine and a half over the Panthers of you and I. Uh, take you and I. Uh, Utah, five and a half over Florida. Utah. Total points, closest without going over. LSU, Florida State, should the tiebreaker be necessary? 45. Thanks, Casey. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tim is next. Hello, Tim. Hello. Uh, Minnesota, seven and a half point favorite over Nebraska. Uh, Minnesota. Iowa, 23 and a half over Utah State. Iowa. Iowa State, nine and a half over the Panthers. Uh, you and I. Utah, five and a half to Florida. I'll take Utah. LSU, Florida State tiebreaker on Sunday night. Uh, 38. 38. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Yep. And uh, Bob brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Bob. Afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Minnesota, seven and a half to Nebraska. I'm taking Minnesota. Yeah, Iowa, 23 and a half point favorite over Utah State. I'm taking Iowa. Iowa State, nine and a half to UNI. You and I. Utah five and a half to Florida. Florida. Uh, total points on Sunday night, LSU, FSU. 63. Thanks, Bob. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Did everybody take you and I? No. We had one Iowa State pick. We had all Iowa picks. All Iowa. So you know what that means. Everybody's going one way, Trent. Let's go Aggies. Cover. <laughs> Uh, Murph and Andy in five minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean from three until six. Enjoy the football tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Miller and Con 11 to 1 on 106.3 KX.